Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. We are glad that you are on the Super Talk Mississippi Network of stations across the state. I'm Kelly Sander along with producer engineer Michael Mergens. We're in the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is in Laurel on this, the last day of January. Can you believe 2023? It seems like it just got here. And now we're one month in the books. On the program today, we're going to be talking with assistant basketball coach Nick Williams here shortly. Heath Hinton will be joining us from Big Gold Nation. We'll also hear from a couple of the standout baseball players uh, who we recorded interviews with for Media Day. as baseball season right around the corner. This first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue. Dickie's Barbecue Pit has been with us since day one here on the Eagle Hour, and they've been uh, loyal Southern Miss fans for a long, long time. So besides the great food, you should patronize Dickies because of their support for Southern Miss. Joining us now on the phone is men's assistant basketball coach Nick Williams. The Golden Eagles coming off a successful homestand. In fact, 12-0 and at home. Very few teams at any level can sport an undefeated record at home. But now the Eagles embark upon a two-game road trip. In fact, five out of their last eight regular season games will be on the road. They will head to Troy Thursday night for a game that is bound to be tough, and then on to the ATL to take on the Panthers of Georgia State. Coach Williams, good afternoon to you. Man, good afternoon. I appreciate you guys for having me today. Hey, man, the first question I want to ask you is earlier in the year, you know, Felipe Hase was kind of a kind of a secret weapon. Nobody really knew about him, but it didn't take long for people to figure out what he was all about. But, man, now he's getting double teamed. And, look, I don't know a whole lot about basketball. I've never coached a game in my life. But I do recognize what I see. And it just seems like to me he's getting hammered, whether he's single teamed, double teamed, or whatever. And nothing seems to be called. Is it just me or is that a fair assessment? I think that's fair. Um, I think um, a lot of guys are going through that, whether you look at um, – Jordan Brown, a kid from um, Louisiana, or um, a, a few more guys. Uh, I, I just think big guys um, in in any sport. The bigger you are, the the the, the more uh, the referees feel like you can take. And uh, whether that's fair or not, I'm, it's not for me to say. But I think, um, um, and you can look at the way Shaq was ref. Um, like they're going to go through some things, but they got to be tough enough. To, to play through it, and for the most part, Felipe has been. You don't really see him complain. Now, he may you know, look at the ref, you know, once or twice a game, but for the most part, he just plays through it, and um, I think that's, you know, that's that's the way you need to handle those type of things. Now that he is not a secret, 
How has that changed the dynamic of your Golden Eagle team, knowing now that he is probably going to be double teamed? Um, I think I think we 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 kind of knew that going into the year. It was just everybody else who had to you know wait till the game started to 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 be able to see um, the type of you know impact he was going to have on the game. But we we knew coming into the year that Felipe was going to be double and. Um, that you can see early on the way guys fed off of that, that he's a great passer, a willing passer. So um, he's not going to force it. And I think that, you know, that helps us flow um, a whole lot easier um, than than um, than most teams. And um, I think he takes that as a badge of honor, uh, being able to get guys involved. So um, he, he's special, um, and, but we always knew he was going to be that. I know that uh, Luke Johnson has some questions for you here, and I'm going to turn it over to him in just a second. But one of the things that has impressed me about this team, besides their rebounding ability, besides the fact that they've taken such good care of the basketball by and large, is the fact that when, when the going gets tough, they don't seem to be rattled. I have never seen this team conduct themselves any way other than just very calm, collected, even when teams cut into leads, when it looks like uh, the lead or the victory might be in jeopardy, smooth right. sailing, easy as it goes. Right, and I, I don't want to come off as being cliche, but, I mean, it goes back to practice, man. Like, we we practice um, these type of things, like, like high-intensity, um, just um, pedal-to-the-metal-type type situations, and... Um, you guys don't like the the public. Y'all don't get to see like all the times we fail in practice and all the times we turn it over and the missed shots and the, and the boneheaded mistakes we make in practice. Because in the game, we've went over those things so much and we they're they're used to us yelling at them. They're, they're used to these these high intensity um, like like high expectation type type situations. So um, they're 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 built for it. Um, because we, we go through those things every single day at practice. Coach, thanks so much for coming on. I, I think a lot of people sure. didn't realize that you started your high school or your college career at Indiana, which is yes, which sir. is pretty pretty special. You finished up at, at Ole Miss, coach there, coached at Northwest. But you know, you've spent a great great part of your basketball career now in the state of Mississippi. What have you yeah. seen during this season at Southern Miss? That is so important for you know for people in the southern part of the state to continue to embrace college basketball because it can happen at Southern Miss. Man, it's um, the crazy thing about it. Um, I'm from Mobile, so when I was you know at that school up north, I would to, for me to get home when I traveled, you know, I had to come through Hattiesburg, and um, it was I would I wouldn't really stop just being passing. But if you if, if you know if I would tell you if I would have told you. You know, all the things I heard about Hattiesburg and all the things I heard about Southern Miss while I was in college, man, it was it was pretty bad, you know. So um, I wouldn't I want to say I had, a, you know, um, you know, preconceived notions before I got here. But, you know, you, you only know what people tell you when you haven't, you know, experienced the place. And I was, man, I was, you know, surprised. I wouldn't necessarily say surprised, but it was a, it was a it was a good surprise to see, you know, just how much, you know, the fans – um, love basketball here. You know, yeah. it was it was a, it was a good surprise, and um, just to see the crowd grow 
and um, just to see the number of people who want to stop and talk to you in the supermarket or at the at the you know at the store and stuff like that, like it's it's been amazing to see, and um, we we want that to continue. And I think the only way that can continue is if you know we put a good product out there on the floor and and continue to win. So um, we're excited about you know the, the growth. Um, of just the the atmosphere we have at you know at Reed Green for our home games and you know we want that to continue. Visiting with Nick Williams, assistant coach for Southern Miss basketball. A couple more questions from me, coach. Can you can you just tell our listeners though? I mean, over this last four games, over sixteen thousand in Reed Green. Can you particularly talk about Saturday? About how it was really close with Texas State Eagles pulled away late, but but how you know you you guys are aware of the atmosphere and, and what part the crowd played in that Saturday, right? Um, and, and again, like I, like I, man, it has been a pleasant surprise to see um, number one just how you know knowledgeable uh, the fans are you know, because you, you you guys know most fans. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I don't want to say most fans. Some fans. They just want to come yell and just say crazy stuff to people out there on the floor because they pay their money and they feel like they could just say whatever. But you, you hear three rows back. That's a charge. He was his feet was outside the circle and stuff like that. You don't <laughs> expect a normal fan to you know to know that you know. So um, at the beginning of the game Saturday, you know, the crowd was I don't I can't remember what was going on last Saturday. Maybe baseball or something like that. But it was kind of like a, a trickle. Like, it wasn't as many people here, like, for warm-ups and stuff like that. So we thought it was going to be um, one of the, the – um, a crowd where we didn't have, like, one of our uh, – like, a high number of people. But yeah. as the game started going, you started to see um, people, you know, slowly walking in and stuff like that. And I think that played a, a huge part in, you know, us keeping our composure – um, us going on scoring runs, and I think that's the best part of our team. We, we, I want to say, say we start slow, but we kind of fill you out in the beginning. A lot of our our games are, are tied at half. Somebody's up one or up two or something like that, and then all of a sudden, in the first three or four minutes in the second half, we hit you with a blow, and now we're up thirteen, fourteen, and we kind of can put the game away. So, um, the fans have been great, and um, I, I don't think they realize just how much. We feed off of them, off of their energy, and um, it's just been so positive to, to to have everybody, you know, come and watch us play. Well, yeah. I I know that uh, you know you got Troy coming up now. How do you expect the Trojans to be different this time, Coach Williams, than the first time you played them? Uh, I think when you get this deep in the season, I mean, I think teams are who they are. Um, you may change. Some things here and there, whether, you know, you may play zone a little bit more than you did the first time or um, you may trap here or, or, you know, just small things. But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to it's going to be tough for anybody in the country to play anybody a second time around. Um, Everybody knows who everybody is, their tendencies, all that type of stuff. It's just about executing, not turning the ball over, taking good shots and uh, making your free throws. Well, I mentioned I mentioned on the show here the, earlier this week. I do I would I do not want to face Texas State again, man. Those guys scare me to death. Um, but we're we're worried about Troy right now. Coach Williams, continued success. So we enjoy your work. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Nick Williams, men's assistant basketball coach at Southern Miss. We'll shift gears and and talk diamond. 
Eagles, the baseball Eagles. We've caught up with a couple of them at Media Day recently. We'll have those interviews when the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate assistant coach from Southern Miss basketball, Nick Williams, joining us. As the Eagles 19-4, 8-2, tied with first place with Louisiana. They head to Troy, 6 p.m. on Thursday. That game on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, you can listen to John Cox on the Southern Miss Sports Network. And then Saturday in Atlanta at 1 p.m., at Georgia State. We should make mention, uh, another show on our network, Sports Talk Mississippi, that airs from 3 to 6 every day. Coach Jay Ladner will be on there uh, on Sports Talk Mississippi today at 4.06. So uh, the first segment of the fourth hour, Coach uh, Coach Ladner joining those guys on Sports Talk Mississippi. And, Good coverage today. Yeah, and that's news because generally, and I'm not, I'm not being critical, I'm saying generally, though, that show – focuses more on Ole Miss and State. So. I usually go on once a week, sometimes yeah. twice a week. But, yeah, Coach Ladner on today. That will uh, that'll happen at, at 4.06. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, campusbookmark.net. You can shop from anywhere course, uh, at, at that web address. But appreciate our good friends down there. Baseball coming up. Go get your jerseys. Be ready. Uh, just uh, almost uh, two weeks away, so it's getting there. All right, speaking of baseball, uh, last week Bob was able to, to talk to some Southern Miss uh, really stars, and we're going to listen to his interviews first uh, with Christopher Sargent, who hit three home runs uh, over the weekend uh, in the inner squad. So here's Bob's interview with Christopher Sargent. Christopher Sargent on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And Christopher, it's hard to believe uh, baseball is here. I know you guys are pretty excited. Yes, sir, for sure. We're definitely ready to get out there and, uh, you know, get, get the crowd into it and just get the season started. Coming off a good year last year, uh, we're hoping to do the same thing this year. That would have been my next question. A magical year last year. Your thoughts about last year and then the mindset of you and your teammates coming off a year like that? Yes, sir. Last year, it was just one of them, yeah, miracle years, man. It was – we just – we started off hot. You know, in the middle, we had a little a little bit of a break there, and then we got on a real good uh, streak where we was winning a lot. You know, it's just we all came together at one time. You know, the pitchers, they always threw well. Hitters, you know, we had ups and downs. But our pitchers always kept us through it, and, you know, they had up and downs as well. But, you know, going into this season, um, we got a lot of hitters back. Uh, most of our lineups coming back, we added some really good hitters. Uh, some really good guys that came in, and you know our pitching staff. I think they're going to be just as good. We got three great starters going out there, and we got plenty of guys in the pen that's going to be uh, really good for us. All right, you became the power hitter of the team. I think that's fair to say. What is the mindset that goes into putting them out of the park? Uh, just getting the pitch to hit. Uh, you know, when you when you hit a lot of them, sometimes you might I might go up there in a situation where I'm like, you know, I need to put one out here, or I don't need to put one out here, and it's just. I got to tell myself to just, that's what I do. And that's just one of the things that just let my swing it, let it happen. And that's just what I do. I go up there and look for a good pitch and I just, I try to do my best. 
Now, does the fact that you beat LSU in the regional, played in a super regional, came within two games of the World Series, does that put added pressure on you, or does that just give you more confidence? It just gives you more confidence, man. Going from last year into this year, I think it's just it boosts our um, capacity of people coming. Like I feel like more people are going to come out and watch us. That's going to give us more energy at home. That's going to help us better. Even though we've always had a good crowd, I feel like more people are excited to come out and watch us this year just because of the accomplishments we did last year. And I think it's going to be a really good thing. Now, Christopher, in all of my years of following Southern Miss baseball, or really any sport, I don't believe I've ever been in an atmosphere quite like the regionals here against LSU last year. What is the experience of being a Golden Eagle and playing before such a passionate fan base been like for you? Uh, it's, it's been amazing. Like, I come from a high school that's been more, more baseball, better at baseball than anything. And, you know, we'll have some good crowds here and there in playoffs, but nothing like this. Even these big schools, SEC schools, don't have the fan base like we have, and it's just one of them. Something special we got around here that people take pride in it, and that's it's just it's exciting. I, I can't wait for opening day to just see for the crowd to be here and just cheering us on. All right, finally, your message to the Southern Miss faithful: Just come out, support us, and we're we're, we're, we're going to give it to you. We're going to do our best, and we're going to go out and win every game. That's Christopher Sargent. He'll be returning at first base for the Golden Eagles this year. 21 home runs, 269 batting average last year with 58 runs batted in. Bob also talked to uh, Danny Lynch, who is the captain of this year, and, of course, will hold down the uh, hot corner. Here's uh, Bob with Danny. All right, uh, we've got the one and only Danny Lynch on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Danny, you're certainly one of the favorites here, or the fan favorites uh, on the team and captain this year. Uh, is this your fifth or sixth year? Fifth year. All right, fifth year on the squad. Uh, your expectations after the magical run last year? Uh, I mean, we expect to be the last team standing at the end of the year. That's kind of our goal every year. And last year kind of gives us the, the confidence that we can do it. Um, obviously, we ended the year not the way we wanted to, and we just we want to be the last team standing. All right. I don't think anybody on the team has more fun than you. Coach says you even have fun in practice. Uh, what's your What's your five years been here? What is, What has this meant to you? Uh, I mean, it's meant everything. It's uh, I feel like I came here as a boy, and I'm leaving a man, and I just I don't know. It's hard to It's hard to really put it into words. You know, you kind of you pick a college because you think it'll be cool to play baseball there, and that'll be a lot of fun. But then it it just becomes so much more than that. It's kind of become who I am. Uh, I feel like kind of a kind of a Mississippi boy at heart now uh, after being here for five years and after uh, having Coach Barry kind of drill all his uh, trying to think of the word for it just drill everything that he has into me um, it's it's meant everything it's who I am he told the media before you came up here uh, this afternoon that you're more than a player you've become a coach on the team that you know the system as well as he does <clears throat> how important has the stability of the coaching staff been to you Danny I mean, it's huge. It's it's always hard going over a turnover and having to listen to one coach wants you to do this, one coach wants you to do that. But when you just have the same coaches every year, you kind of know what they expect from you. You know how they want the team to play. And, you know, Coach Barry, he always just wants us to play hard and play the game the right way. So kind of year in, year out, you know the expectation of uh, what kind of team we're going to be and kind of our identity and what it's going to be. And it's just going to be that we're going to outwork the other teams. It's kind of our identity and what we want to do. All right, from your perspective, how will the team be different from what the fans see this year than last year's team? Um, I think we'll be a better offense this year than last year. I think we'll be deeper. I think we definitely will. Um, I think that'll really be the biggest thing. I think the pitching staff, you guys are going to be surprised. We we lost a lot, but I think we also recovered a lot. We have a lot of young guys and new guys coming in that are going to be big impact guys for us. Uh, Justin Storm, I think, is going to be a guy that takes a huge step from last year this year. 
uh, Matt Adams as well, and Nico Maz is another one. So I think we have a lot of guys coming in this year that'll uh, that'll really pick up the guys that we lost last year pitching, and I think the offense will be a lot deeper than it was last year. All right, now when you saw the schedule this year for the first time, be honest, did you go? Could we have an easy weekend? Now, this will be the toughest schedule ever. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one, I, which, I mean, obviously we love playing a tough schedule because when you play the weak ones, you don't really uh, you don't really find out how good you really are. You, you kind of coach through the year. But, yeah, no, I, I looked at the schedule, and there's not an easy weekend, which that's a good thing for us. We like it that way. Yeah. All right, I want to take you back a final couple questions to the LSU series last year. I don't think in my years I've ever been – excuse me, in a more intense or exciting atmosphere. Talk about that weekend, that atmosphere, and what it has been like for you to play before these uh, passionate fans. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's been amazing. That weekend was uh, it was obviously a great weekend, probably the best weekend of my life. Uh, it's kind of something I've always dreamed of doing here. It was great that we got to do it at the Pete. And, uh, yeah, the fans were, were crazy. They were rowdy. They were fun. It was awesome. They brought great energy, and they always do. It's it's uh it's a joy to play here. It's great to be at a place where they just care about baseball so much and they care about the people so much. All right, finally, you told me last year in an interview that you always keep in perspective that you're a college baseball player, that whether you've had a good game or a bad game, you're living a great life. You play mm-hmm. baseball, you go to college, you live in a great country, and you always keep that in mind. Same mindset this year. Uh-huh, yeah, always. I mean, you you can go for five or five strikeouts and make five errors and lose a game for your team, but – still a lot better off than 99.9% of the people in the in the world based on uh, just really just being in America and, and like you said, being at Southern Miss and playing college baseball, it's a dream. So, yeah, always that. You're not only a great player, you're a great credit to this uh, great baseball program, Danny Lynch. Thank you, sir. It's Danny Lynch. He's the captain of our uh, yeah of this year's team with just Justin Storm Kelly. Two two solid dudes that seem like they've been playing for quite a long time. You know, I would have I would have thought that Tanner Hall would have been elected one of the captains, but but you see when you when you hear what he had to say, what Danny had to say there, keeping life in perspective that it is just a game. I think many times parents need to hear that more than the players do. Um, but very down to earth, and that's the type of guy that you want, you know, leading your your program that's unflappable and, and understands that it truly is just a game and how fortunate they are to have their health, their talents, their abilities. Um, there are indeed a lot of things to be thankful for. Both uh, Lynch and Sargent played in all 66 games, started all 66 games last year. Lynch batted 286, five home runs, 30 RBIs. He scored 42 um, runs. I don't think there is a stolen base in uh, – <laughs> In Danny's statistics from last year, well, but, Fleetfoot, shall we call it? Well, but when you when you bring in Etzel and, and Parker, you know you don't don't need those guys to yeah. steal bases. You know you've got some other guys to do that. I think when Scott Barry and his staff looked at if they had a weakness, and that's a capital I and a capital F, it was maybe some more punch in the lineup. They added yeah. punch and they added speed with both Etzel and Parker, just to name a few. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. Two and a half weeks away. February 17th, 4 p.m., the Liberty Flames come to town. We're going to step aside. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Eagles get four more commits. He's going to tell us about that. And then pretty cool what a former uh, alumni has done as uh, for, for next week's game against Louisiana. Eagle Hour continues on a Tuesday right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Rolling along on this Tuesday, January 31st edition from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. The Eagle Hour continues. This segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. I was just that, uh, there last Friday night getting to shoot a little pool. Some darts. Actually, uh, some of the athletes were there. I, I won't be specific because I don't want to get anybody in any trouble <laughs> whose coaches may not want them to be there. But, you know, shooting a little darts, playing a little pool. They, and they've got the schedule in chalk of all the games uh, that they are going to have on the TVs. And, of course, all the Southern Miss games are included. Don't forget the nine ninety five dollars uh, lunch special each and every day at 4th Street Bar and Grill right across the Highway 49 Bridge on 4th Street. Heath Hinton joins us now, as he does regularly, a contributor on this program. He is the man who heads up Big Gold Nation. And, first of all, Heath, as we welcome you on this Tuesday, uh, you've got probably the most comprehensive baseball breakdown preview coming into this season uh, tell us about it and how people can access that uh, article and more on big gold nation yeah sure uh ben milam uh, guy who y'all know very well has been on uh actually been on the eagle hour with you he's uh breaking down the baseball coming into the season uh we started already talking kind of give an overview he's going to break down positions and who's going where and what's going to be. Uh, look, there's not a lot to break down, though, really, because so many players return. It's more of a pitching uh, situation. Who's going to go where? Uh, who's going to fit into the starting role? Uh, that all It's all going to be out this week, so make sure to tune in. Another one dropping later on the day, so we'll have some more baseball uh, stuff out. So a lot of fun times with baseball at Southern Miss is always I don't care what people say. I grew up baseball. I played football, but baseball is my favorite sport, especially the older you get. I don't know what it is about baseball and the older you get, but it just becomes such a wonderful sport to watch. And um, it's always a great time, especially the Southern Miss guys. We're baseball. Southern Miss baseball is second to none in the nation, and, and they play hard and just going to be fun. And Look at all the season tickets sold. I mean, it's incredible. And if you're not a member of the Big Gold Nation, it's not too late. A southern, what is it? Rivals? Southern? <laughs> Southernmiss.rivals.com. There you or just go. Google Big Gold Nation. Okay. And then you can yeah. uh, get a subscription monthly, annually. Annually, it's cheaper, yes? And annually, it's cheaper uh, by about uh, 20 bucks. Okay. Or you can do it monthly. I would go annually, though, just to go ahead and cut the $20 off. Well, Luke, football, you think we're talking baseball. Football's just finished, but they're they're back at work, the football coaches. Absolutely. Got in the signing days tomorrow. Heath, let me ask you one question about about baseball again before uh, for move forward to football. Yeah, I just I find it so intriguing with Tanner Hall, you know, on this pitching staff, it seems as if the bigger questions are on the pitching side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. I would agree with you 100%, Luke. Uh, right now, you look at fielding, even the guys they bought in with Matt Etzel and Parker in the outfield and some other guys, they're gonna, the bats are gonna be there. They're gonna score runs. Can they keep runs off the, uh, can they keep runs at a minimum against teams is gonna be the big question. Could be more like a 2017 team. But yeah, you're talking pitching that other than really, other than him, there is no, there are no other really starters in place yet. They're still looking at different things. I don't think they'll really know to maybe a week before, and maybe not even before that. They probably won't make the final decision to right before the game starts. To be honest with you, 
Yeah. Keep hearing some names, you know, with Mazza and Oldham and Adams. Yeah. Halls shoot in there. But, yeah, for me it's really the middle relief are the, are the guys that are going to have to to emerge. All right, let's switch to football. Signing day, uh, which is kind of like, you know, no nothing uh, really to, to left there. The Eagles have signed a great majority in December. And, and got some transfers, but four new Golden Eagles have verbal to expect them to sign tomorrow. Uh, they're all on the defensive side of the ball, but Heath, there is something unique. Uh, three of them are defensive backs, and they all have one thing in common. Mississippians. Uh, I should say they have two things in common. Yeah, they're all from Mississippi, but but none of them are vertically challenged by any stretch. No, of they're not. They're all six two, six three. Even defensive tackle six four. Uh, no, they're they're all tall, lanky guys, which which tells me that they want to. They have a certain type of DB they want to get in and develop. Uh, these guys right now it looks like they're going to be some development uh, players that maybe you won't see playing the first year, maybe the second year probably going to redshirt but these are guys that are going to pay dividends to uh maybe three years down the road there's four of them uh we'll go to db's first you got centario willis out of hazelhurst 62165 miles jones out of bahalia 62190 wild johnson out of tyler town 63184 and of course defensive tackle uh cameron Mackey out of clarkdale 64290 big time size there so yeah, you, you you see the similarities in all three, and you see what type of DB they're wanting to develop. Look, wide receivers are getting taller. There's no question about it. Tight ends are more physical, faster. You got to have some of those lanky guys back there that can knock passes down. That seems like what yeah. they're wanting to develop. We saw what Eric Scott did this year with Jay Stanley. Both those guys had had height. I, I guess the question, and I don't think you or me or really anybody can answer it, other than somebody pretty deep uh, in the Southern Miss Athletic Department. I mean, do we know how many scholarships are left for this year? I mean, should we expect any more signees tomorrow? I'm not really sure. that You're looking at somewhere right now around 27, 28. I'm not sure they're going to sign any more. But you just never know. It's so fluid, Luke. Somebody could leave the day, and you have a scholarship opened up. So there really is no way to, like, pin down a number and say – this is how many they're going to sign because you just don't. The transfer portal has changed that. In years past, you could go and say, all right, you've got 24 spots. Let's fill 24 spots. You can't do that anymore because of guys transferring out and there's availability of those scholarships. You just never know how many scholarships you're going to have available, which makes it tough on coaches in recruiting because they've got to recruit guys but maybe hold back on offering a kid because they don't know what's going to happen or the backup plans in place, let's go get this kid because we didn't get this guy out of the portal. And then you throw the portal in there, it just makes things so, so fascinating in recruiting because there's so many areas that you have to approach it from and you have to have a backup plan with every area. It has made recruiting so much more difficult now with the transfer portal and these rules that are in place. Not only that, the NCAA is doing away with eligibility requirements. I mean, we're talking, it's, it's, it's the Wild West out there, guys. Kelly? Well, one of, the, one of the things that jumps out at me, besides the height on those guys, and you mentioned it, Heath, is they're from Mississippi. I think 70-some percent of the players on the Southern Miss roster last year were Mississippians. Most all of the ones that were signed this year or will sign tomorrow are Mississippians. And I think the word is getting out that, again, it, it, other schools in the state, particularly the bigger ones, 
to compete on a national scale, they've got to go to California and Texas and places to get players. And sometimes the Mississippi kids are, are getting slighted there or might not be able to compete at the same level as those individuals in Texas and California, you know, on an individual basis. So they're figuring out that Southern Miss is, is a great place to be if you want to play. And it doesn't everybody want to play? Well, yeah. Look, Will Hall, when he was at Tulane, let's not forget, he used to come in this area and poach a lot of players out right under Southern Miss nose. Made a lot, a lot of good players at Tulane came right from this area. A couple from Petal, a couple from different areas right around here. So uh, Coach Hall knows South Mississippi. He knows Mississippi. In fact, of the 20 uh, freshmen that are, that are verbally committed or signed right now, only six of them are outside the state of Mississippi. So, still, recruiting Mississippi for him, he believes he can build a winner. And look, last year, 7-6, and six, won a bowl game. Uh, the transfers he got in, look how they've played, they've panned out. Other than maybe quarterback, which I think they've hit that really hard this year, um, you have to trust what they do as far as Coach Hall and him in the transfer portal and recruiting. Because they've been uh, hitting on them pretty good. All right, r- real quick, Heath, in basketball now, a, a, a member of the NIT championship team of 87 has come through in a big way for basketball fans wanting to attend the Southern Miss-Louisiana game on February 9th. Yeah, uh, Coach Jay Ladner's old roommate and uh, NIT uh, championship team uh, fellow Golden Eagle Alan Chapman is uh, giving away 100 tickets starting Monday call the basketball office with a big game against Louisiana. Next home game coming up on this uh, coming Thursday. And, look, there should be no reason why that Red Green Coliseum isn't uh, packed for that game. That's going to be exciting. Look, 19-4. and four, I mean, think about that. 19-4, 8-2 in the Sun Belt. Nobody thought that was going to happen. What this team has done this year has been incredible. The crowds are getting better. And I remember back in the day going and watching that 87 team with my dad, going in Rue Green Coliseum where people were hanging off the rafters. I've been in there when it's been full. It is obnoxiously loud, and it will hurt your ears. And that's what Coach Ladner wants people to uh, experience. That's what he wants his team to experience. And I think if that happens, that would be incredible. And former Golden Eagles are putting their money where their mouth is. So uh, but, a lot of – get my hat to Alan Chapman. But we got to beat Troy – and we got to beat yep. Georgia State before we get to February uh, the 9th. He thanks for uh, your time today, as always. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Kelly, we should mention, Louisiana's got a tough week, too. They got Texas State and Marshall, both at home. But uh, that that's that's a tough stretch, too, for us. But you want to talk about both of those, uh, us and them going 4-0 next week, February the 9th, it's going to be wild in the greenhouse. And for first place. Yep. Our final segment of the Eagle Hour coming your way, including some NFL news. We'll be back in just a moment. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Final segment today from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Happy to have you along with us on this Tuesday. Fourth segment brought to you by D1 Training and DBAT. 
Just to the right of Best Buy on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-Bat on the left, D-1 Training on the right. Unbelievable facilities, pro shop, instruction, batting cages, indoor running facility with a track 70 yards in there. It's all there at D-Bat and D-1, D-Bat, Hattiesburg. Dot com mentioned earlier uh, we we spoke in the first segment with Southern Miss assistant uh, basketball coach Nick Williams we'll talk more about that in just a second but uh, he if you missed that interview of course you can go back and see us on podcast or listen to us on podcast Google Play Apple iTunes podcast Spotify Stitcher tune in and Audible or you can go listen to us on demand supertalk.fm programming notes Southern Miss head basketball coach Jay Ladner will be on Sports Talk Mississippi today at 4:06 p.m. so uh, just in a couple hours check out coach as he's on the afternoon sports um, show on Super Talk Sports Talk Mississippi. NFL news. We failed to mention this Kelly, you brought it to my attention during the break. Quez Watkins not the only Golden Eagle on the Philadelphia Eagles team. Cameron Tom, former Southern Miss center Cameron Tom, he's on the reserve uh, practice squad. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Two Golden Eagles are on there. And then earlier today, you brought out uh, some really, really developing um, news regarding a former Southern Miss coach. Former head coach Todd Munkin apparently is at least looking to get out of his college gig at uh, Georgia. And not because there's any problem at Georgia, but, I mean, really – just thinking out loud, what else does he have to have to prove? As offensive coordinator at Georgia, he's got two national championship rings. Coach Munkin has been interviewed by the Baltimore Ravens, and now twice he finished his second interview today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is where he was a former offensive coordinator. So the Buccaneers and Ravens both have Todd Munkin on their radar. I really think, and maybe we can get him on the show sometime soon, I really think Coach Munkin's eventual goal, Luke, now that he's proven really everything he can do as an OC uh, in the college ranks, is to become a NFL head coach. Before Zach Taylor was hired by the Bengals, and we've seen what a great run the Bengals have been on the last uh, two years, Todd Munkin was the runner-up for that job as the head coach of the Bengals. So he has a lot of good NFL connections, has put together a good resume there. Would not surprise me if he now tries to focus on, you know, sharpening up some NFL teams as far as the offensive coordinator position goes in the hopes of potentially landing an NFL head coaching job. What say you? What if some people have brought this up online? What if? Just just what if? I would rather him go to Baltimore. Okay? Not me. <laughs> As a Bengal fan. Well, I'm a Saints fan. He's already been to Tampa Bay. Yeah. But what if he does really well? What if the Saints do really bad? And what if old Todd Munkin came to the Big Easy as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints? That would be great. That that would be great. I, I look. I, he's just he's just such a good coach. I mean, I don't I don't think there's going to be any task that he's not going to be able to tackle. And I don't base that on the fact that I like him as a person. I look at his resume, you know, and he's been successful everywhere that he's been at every level at whatever job he's had. So I I'd, I'd hire him. And again, now Baltimore, he's just interviewed once, but Tampa Bay, he finished up a second interview with the Buccaneers uh, today. So. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. I think a big question for him, though, is what's going to happen with quarterbacks. Are they going to 
go after Carr or Garoppolo. You know, who are they going to bring in? Because that's probably who he's going to coach. And you got to think at Georgia, he'd be breaking in a new quarterback next year. Of course, he'd probably be a you know five star somebody, but I think that weighs in it to it as well. And he was uh, instrumental in, in putting together Stetson Bennett's career. You know, for a large part there, toward, you know, toward the end. So he's getting yeah. a lot of credit for that. Absolutely. About a minute left. Um, talking with Nick Williams, I, I think people people sometimes don't realize the impact they can make when they come to Reed Green Coliseum. And uh, Coach Williams just spoke about, you know, they notice. They notice who's in the stands. And in the Texas State game, the, the people in the stands really made an impact what happened on the floor. Yeah, I actually ran into uh, one of the basketball players that did at the grocery store, uh, Jeffrey Armstrong. And I, and I told him, you know, where I sit and all that. He, he goes, I know exactly where you sit. You sit right at the end of our bench up about five rows. And I said, well, how did you know that? He said, because nobody, nobody wears the referees out like you do. Yeah. I said, well, that's a compliment to me. I, I consider that a compliment. So, yeah, you're right. Players do notice that stuff, man. Absolutely. Well, yeah, if you missed that interview, you can go back and, and listen uh, to it. But big week, big week, Kelly. Yeah. And, and we should mention, um, we're, we're hoping – to do the Eagle Hour live from Reed Green Coliseum next Thursday because there'll be a ladies game at 5 o'clock. Right. And and just because the men are in first place, let me remind you, Southern Miss women's basketball, they're in second place. Right. And this is, you know, year one of us being in a new conference. But we want to, you know, plan on doing that. But but this is a huge week for the Golden Eagles, Kelly. It is. The, again, they play at Troy on Thursday, which that's going to be a that's going to be a really physical game. Georgia State's been down a little bit. Uh, might not be as difficult, but now the Lady Eagles begin a four-game homestand. So they're sitting on pretty solid ground already in second with the next four at home. Things have look, are looking so good with Southern Miss basketball on both sides, men and women's right now. Absolutely. Appreciate you joining us. Bob will be back tomorrow. He'll join us as well. Same time. Coach Ladner on Sports Talk today at 4.06. Proud of these 19-4 and Golden Eagles for Luke Johnson. And Kelly Center, I'm Luke Johnson. I say for Kelly and Michael. We'll catch you tomorrow. And as always, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.